What began as an innocent discussion about the cigar industry and where it's headed, this whole episode turned into man crushing uh, over Matt Booth. So I hope you enjoy. There he is. Welcome to the My Cigar Pack podcast, sir. I'm your host. I am Bigaman. your host. I am your host. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and Mike in the morning. What What's are we up, smoking? Dude? What are you smoking? Listen, man, I'm I'm actually thinking about it. Um because today was a tough I don't want to say tough. It was a long blending morning session with Danny. Uh I'm on the way back to Miami from Key West. And I may have smoking like seven or eight cigars. I have a couple with me. That was, I mean, eh, you know what? Well, if, if you just want to breathe the air, that's fine. Uh, we, we don't always have to have a smoke when we do the podcast, but it'd be nice. So here's, here's the thing, buddy. You mentioned, you, like you said the word cigars Damn. three times. Now I already want to light up. Okay. You know, I'll take it. I'm trying to cut the chisel in a very unique way. Oh. Just like, like an inverse V cut. See if that works. You can't do it with a with a guillotine, that's for sure. You need a really sharp knife. And uh, I have just that. These are really nice knives made in Ukraine, actually. So uh uh bps knives there are still a few in stock they had to stop for obvious reasons it's not really safe but really good people man just like like cigars they they make these mostly by hand and uh very lovingly uh so really happy to to cut this cigar with that i think it's a perfect match but I guess you're eating one of Manny's uh, pastelitos. Oh, uh, no, man. I'm eating a famous U.S. cookie. Well, tell me more about him. I, I, I don't even know if Key West is west of Miami. That's how ignorant I am to Key West. Well, it's south. See? It's south and it's a little west if you if you look at it vertically, you know, uh, on the hemisphere yeah it is the, the southern it has a southernmost point in the united states and if you see parallel and in a vertical line it's west of miami um you know so you can, you can tell me in degrees i don't know man you look it up um <laughs> Sure. It, it's it is it is west because there's various keys. It's the keys, and there's the the furthest one below is the one uh, more to the west. It's more south as well, but it's more to the west. So that's why it's called Key West. Oh boy, that that's like oh my goodness! This is the first time I've noticed the existence of this thing. Holy Full cow! Thread. The, is is all that a bridge? Do you have cell signal over the ocean there? Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's bananas. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, a lot of a lot of military bases here as well. Military presence. That makes sense. It's a free aircraft yeah. carrier. 
You've got all the uh, all the satellite uh, ports. You get yeah. a couple miles away from Cuba, man. You know what I'm so, saying? Florida Keys Airport. I bet I'll see a few dark gray U.S. Air Force planes. Uh, Not really. Yes. Not really. I don't well, see is that any. live? Because I can tell you, no. just movement. Uh, I don't see any in uh, Google Maps. I don't. Not a single U.S. Air Force plane. And you could tell because they look black from from the satellite images. These are all white. Nope. Anyway, so you're going to tell us all about that, all about your recent factory visits. Can you hear me? I can now. Did we lose you for a second? <laughs> yeah, people are calling me, but I'm... Chop chop and do not disturb mode is golden, bro. All right, so you've been touring let factories. Me, uh, let me recently. light this up first. All right, I'll, I'll be telling the people what you've been doing and for you. So, this gentleman, Falama Blanca, has been touring a number of factories the last few days, and he's been seeing some pretty cool stuff in well, the Floridian cigar scene. And uh, well. I had a, a, a topic ready for, for, today's, uh, for today's episode, and he just said, you know what, I've got something better, and uh, we're going to be touching that. So whenever he's ready, he'll take it away. Made me light the cigar, man. I've had way too many today. But you know what? I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. It is the comeback from the trilogy with Rodriguez Cigars. You got a couple things wrong, and I'll tell you what they are right now. Oh, damn. You said really? a couple cigar factories. Um, well, their factories are right, but only one is cigars. It's Rodriguez. Uh, we also did uh, the the Papas Pilar rum distillery, which is technically uh, a factory. Uh, but the distillery shot some content there. But it was basically a uh, you know very intensive content blending uh, project development session with Danny DiFabio from Rodriguez Cigars. Um, we are lightening a little bit on the behind the scenes for the, uh, the trilogy project that we got going on with Hot Ticket Podcast and ourselves. And uh, that's already coming out. It'll be uh, subsequently releasing in April and May. Um, but we were also setting in, you know, setting the tune for, for future projects. Um, so obviously no, no intense, uh, blending sessions were done. We played around with a couple of, uh, you know, nice little things that he had here and there. Um, and the second thing is that not enough substantial answers came in on time for us to transition into that topic. So we're going to leave that for the next episode. And okay. we are going to take on your idea or your topic um, as long as it doesn't cover that untouchable topic. Sure. sure. I mean, which is, I didn't plan on, on, uh, on going there anyway. It was more like, okay, the cigar industry is certainly, I guess you could say, in a transition phase. You know how everything went sort of digital uh, over the last two decades or so? We're sort of seeing a very similar transition in the cigar industry now. And it's very evident that it's ruffled up. Uh, well, 
it's piqued the interest of some journalists uh, to talk about. So uh, ultimately, I think it has little to do with that extreme. I think that will die down eventually. But new cigars, today's cigar industry is made mostly, uh, well, it's a, it's a lot more creative, a lot more expressive. And a lot of people since the cigar boom have been able to make cigars without owning a factory. And they've been in the spotlight in the last 10 years or so for like in the serious spotlight. A, a good example is Matt Booth. Right. So yeah. 50 years ago, Matt Booth wouldn't have been able to do what he has done. Uh, it's as simple as that. And there are so many other examples. I just picked him because uh, because he's a really interesting case study. But how has the That's cigar a example? Yeah. How has the cigar industry shifted into I guess you could say a lot of con serious contract work that people actually take seriously instead of the old owned by the elite cigar makers uh, structure that we used to have. Well, it's wow, that's uh, that's a substantial topic. And I, I want to point out a couple interesting things here. Um, I think this is going to be a great episode. I think we can extend on it, you know, um, write, write it a little bit because it's it's got some meat to it. It's, it's got some uh, context that we can bring into it's the light in terms of, yeah, yeah. And and you know what? It's bone marrow. And the thing is, you, you set the tone with a great example. First of, first of all, I've had many conversations with Matt and I've heard him say, whether it be directly to me, where it be I've heard him say in a podcast, I cannot agree with him more that what we're going through right now, this industry is as cyclical as it's ever been. Everybody thinks that there's this drastic change, um, you know, going on. There's this drastic preparation, but I believe it's cyclical. And, and I've always felt that way. You've got to adapt, but you've got to be ready for it to circle back. You see, you see news, you see things, you see trends. You know, one moment you see a, a, a 54 to 60 ring gauge be the top selling cigar in the South. And then you see all the Texans buying the Coronas and the, uh, the Rothschild. So it's kind of interesting to see how it's all cyclical. It's a new way the generation is always coming in, not always... Uh, you know, the, the, the young 25 to 30 year olds don't necessarily just want to order online. They want to be in shops, um, talking to older people that have more experience. They want to sit down because they're not about the club life or they're not about the bar life. They're about, you know, maturing in that sense, having conversations with, with older or, or people with more experience, and more wisdom. Um, so they find themselves in these circumstances to learn. Uh, and what better way to, to, you know, word of mouth, face to face that the, the retail locations provide you, you know, you come up and read Aficionado uh, House and you see articles uh, funneled by, you know, let's say the last half field article on CI and how CI is going to, um, you know, essentially tumble down on their operations uh, for, for retail locations. And you see that trend. As opposed to five years ago, everybody wanted to build their online page. And, you know, a lot of people realized they can't rank, they can't work on the SEO with the big guys, but the 
with the big dogs. So they go back to focusing on other strategies and other alternatives. So it's interesting to see because I agree with Matt as a great example uh, in terms of the, 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 your, the context of contract manufacturing and you know the, 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 the limit to the factories to the elite and maybe here uh, a couple guys here and there. I mean, I saw a couple of the factories disappear during, um, you know, just working directly with ProCigar. Uh, factories owned by uh, very relevant people that, you know, pass it down to a second generation that didn't carry it through. At the same time, opening it up for other new generations to start with smaller operations. And now to make a quick segue into what you were, you know, uh, referring to the, 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 the change itself and focus on on the contract manufacturing how that wasn't really a thing it's interesting how it's changing in that sense because it it it's it blurs that thin line between a serious ongoing relationship of a devoted contractor versus the band slapper you know yeah you know uh there's a lot of transparency. There's a lot of exposure, but there's a, there's also a lot of blur and it's so easy. It's so readily accessible for anybody to muster up, you know, 50 grand for their cigar line, you know, people who have a very limited understanding in, in, in terms of what I've seen um, with, with no particular uh, arbitrary uh, feeling or, or approach to anybody that I've kind of, putting within this scope but there's there's a very there's a readily accessible uh, you know route to muster up and some financing for a nice little designer here there bats called boom ba, beam, ba, da, ba, you got your cigar line so the, the the line has thinned the the routes have open amplified but at the same time that platform that 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 horizon has has blurred a little bit you know we've got people here jumping on youtube channels and talking about things they've heard and read just repeatedly time after time they've never set foot on a factory um so it's very important to understand how that change is affecting us and it's affecting uh the retailers that we work with the retailers that sell us our cigars where we buy our cigars uh, the brands that we, we, we put in our humidors, uh, I think, you know, I don't want to get personal with what we do at My Cigar Pack, what we intend to do with Cigar Yard and how we intend to grow, how we intend to implement the retailer program in any project that, that we do. But in general, it's very important to understand that and see how it's changing and see, you know, who is relevant and who isn't, who is going to fade away, who is in this for the quick buck. Who had the access for some financing and who's really in this because they want to be here, um, not for the community, not for the culture, for but themselves. because this is this is what they're passionate about, because this is what they want to do. This is what they want to sell. Everything comes together, um, you know, after that, that's tied up. That's that's my take, man. It's a, I think it's a great topic we can go on yeah uh for hours on this this is fantastic i'm, I'm glad you brought it up and i want to hear your take yeah i think you hit the nail on the head with the part about people doing this for themselves it's 
It's one thing to see a need in the market and satisfy it. That's not for yourself. That's for your pocket when you do that as a business. But when you do something, you get excited about it and you make it your trade. That's a completely different, that's a completely different playing field. So what we have is basically when you mentioned the band slappers, they don't, they don't win. They, they snatch a quick buck. Uh, their products probably suck and then they go away in that run. <laughs> Make a product that sucks just to get a quick buck. Uh, but in, in, you gotta be in this game for long-term winning because if you don't come into it and come out a legend, then you've done nothing. That's, I guess, I guess that's the way I look at it. If you wanna play the game, play to become a legend in it. And those are the guys who stand out. If you're not going and don't do it to so others recognize you as a legend, but do something legendary because you want to. Exactly, impactful. Yeah. Positively impactful. Yeah, just push, not, not just and just push the envelope, but drive the entire industry forward with your with your energy and your enthusiasm. That's that's the way I see it. Those are going to be the, the real winners in this industry, and anyone else uh, is just going to survive in it. Uh, maybe they could uh, do well in it, and uh, eventually be, you know, some something that people talk about, like, oh yeah, remember those. Uh, but you know, it, it's not just in cigars. You, you you see how people get really enthusiastic about some classic cars, and that's for a reason. And I think cigars are in a similar way. You know, you don't get excited about an old car. You get an ex you get excited about an old car with that that has cemented legendary status. I think that's fair to say. And, and with cigars, those yeah, I'm repeating myself. Those who pursue that legendary status to push the industry forward are the ones who will be remembered. They're the ones who are going to win. Because at the end of the day, you don't win by uh, stuffing your pockets with cash for making business. If you, if you want to run a business, the cigar industry isn't the place to do it. There's so many other ways to, to make money to start a business that you don't. Yeah. Like, not here you're not going to win here if you're in it for the business like nobody who's winning in the cigar industry is doing it for the business and if they are they're just surviving that's my take on it that's your take uh but you know i i guess i would I, I agree with you i would take your perspective and i would tweak it a little bit in terms of you know maybe not necessarily legendary because that's you know that's a, that's a status yeah, that's high up there. Humbled upon. Yeah, it's high up there, but I would say legitimate. You know, look for, search, hunt for that legitimacy, that that genuine identity, that authenticity. Yeah, in, people in, crave in, authenticity in everything these days. You know, for and, good reason. And everybody, that's the thing. You 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 got a lot of these these new kids on the block, and it's ironic because we're, we're kids. <laughs> uh, we got uh, we got all these new kids on the block, and I and I say all these guys that you, you you've been seeing the last five, six, seven years, um, more so than anything, not because of age or whatever, but because of that axis. Um, you see, they're, they're 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 trying to go too fast. You know what I'm saying? See Matt Booth, and a prime example, Boofy. I'm gonna send this to you, man. You're gonna love it. Um, see Matt Booth 
you know, look at his transition. Look at the way guys of marketing mastermind, a branding genius. And look at the humbleness that he carries. He's very precise when he lectures. He's very um, assertive, but he remains humble. He remains with that humility. He remains with that authenticity that he's always brought to the game. Um, and, and Matt's been doing this now for 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, or nearly 15 years, at least 10 or 12 years. And now you see him gain the real traction as a cemented legend, as a cemented, legitimate, you know, anchor in the cigar industry. And I say this with all, all the respect Matt deserves since day one, you know, uh, but the way that he's been building it is that he, 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 he can be able to, to, to capitalize on that recognition after 10 to 12 years of hard work and he's still got you know eight to ten years more to to to, to have that permeated in an industry that rapidly forgets rapidly yeah. adopts but equally rapidly forgets uh because everything is cyclical and if you remain long enough uh you know legitimizing authenticating that uh that vision that mission that that true passion that that trend that that transmission of that passion you're gonna you're gonna circle back to where you started in that in that cyclical process where you're gonna be better at it and you're gonna be fulfilling the the the, the online retailers the brick and mortars the the clubs the the, the the you know the groups the new apps the new accessories the platforms the everything because we're in a we're in a luxury, uh, luxury good segment. Um, we sell luxury good. We sell services. We sell experiences, and we got to protect that. And you know, people like him have have done so and have stained and have have permeated. So, you know, it, it's it's just a great. Uh, point and, 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 and focal angle to, to take a look and have as, how does it, have as a point of reference and, and kind of uh, translate and, and, and compare, contrast everything that we've tried to digest with all these new uh, so-called brand slappers. And again, no disrespect to anybody, but do things because you really want to form part of it and do it for, for, for the positive impact of uh, of of the industry, of the product, of the of the interaction, of the service, you know, for the good of of the purchasers, for the good of your own uh, your own uh, legacy. Let's call it that. Ah, you know, legacy, you know. legendary. See, it all ties back. I wasn't that far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you 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 can have you can leave a legacy without being legend, though. It's interesting yeah yeah i mean i guess that's fair your legacy is basically what you're remembered for correct and uh just think about it if you're in the industry right as consumers think about who will you remember and what for yeah but who will you support in that process and who will you who will you help to cement in that remembrance process you know what i'm saying 
it, it, it's, it, it all ties in. It all ties in. Yeah. I think, you know. yeah, it, it, it all circles back to your, how being your authentic self and doing your, your absolute best is if it is good enough, right? Because it has to be good. If, if you're good, people will remember you for that. That'll be your legacy. Just be your damn self and do the best you can. And be good, like strive to get better. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, on that same note, we were talking about Matt Booth. He's been at it for how long? 15 years, you said? Probably more. Probably more. No, 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 no. I don't think it's that much. It actually should be around anywhere between 09 and 2011, maybe 2010. So I want to say anywhere from like yeah, 11 to 13 years. That's give or take. You can you can look, uh, you know, you can look up his, uh, his transition from his including, early, including his jewelry as jewelry gig. No, well. That's what I'm saying. His transition from jewelry to Camacho to the exile of Camacho and uh, his, uh, his uh, transition into uh, Room 101. Well, regardless of how long it's been, he hasn't stopped busting his ass off. And he's been his authentic self all the way. Yeah. So that's, that's basically it. Like, he hasn't stopped pushing the envelope. He hasn't stopped striving to get better and be better and he's also Correct. never stopped being himself i think that's for that's that's the that's the recipe for for growth and hopefully success in any industry uh that's it i want to call this episode building a brand for yourself no building a cigar brand and talking shit about Matt Booth. I like that. Talking good shit Building about Matt Booth. Building a cigar Booth. brand and talking shit about Matt Booth. Just it. shit, talking shit. Not good shit, talking shit. I, I think we're man crushing over Matt Booth right now, collectively. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm just aroused right now. Who, is, <laughs> who doesn't man crush about Matt Booth? Come on. Come on, kid. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to develop. There's a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of this kind of conversations around this particular topic, especially in the last couple of weeks, more so than, um, more so than, than, you know, in general, because of certain things that have been uh, shed upon, have, have had some light shed upon. So it's, it's interesting that, um, you bring it up now, not because of any particular, uh, you know, thing that has happened or whatever, just coincidentally, we've been talking about this and, you know, uh, people keep bringing up new trends and regulations and purchasing patterns. And then you have news uh, streaming of certain things that kind of shed a light on, again, I keep using that shed a light on that, bring light on you know, how, how, how people are operating in this industry, how, you know, the influx of new brands and, and, you know, factory here in the corner of that place and everybody's already validated, you know, um, 
that. But I've always said, with all due respect, you know, you pay your dues, you, you stay humble, you do your, um, you do your work, and be kind to everybody, and you know, be be original, and you can you really make it in this industry. I mean, don't do it for the money because it's not unless you're 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 conning people or whatever it is. Um, you know, upcharging them or whatever it is, you're probably not going to make millions. You're maybe better off uh, in another industry, maybe like trading crypto or writing books. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe just just in, investing in, investing in anything, like becoming an investor. Like if you want to make money, just become an investor and be smart about it. Yeah. yeah. And and like think about it this way: starting a business costs a lot of money, and it's a huge risk investing a lot of money in low risk stuff just like index funds will get you a larger return like not necessarily a larger return but will get you almost a guaranteed return but if you just start your own business man you're taking a huge risk and uh if it's not going to be worth it for yourself for the industry if all you're doing is riding waves you're a surfer you're going to like this analogy if you're if all you're doing is riding waves like you're never going to be the surf god that creates them you know that, that was that was probably bullshit because i don't surf but <laughs> like imagine being the surf god who creates waves like that's that's yeah. what you want to aim for yeah i'm not sure if that's a thing though yeah I, i've been listening to you it was it was it's funny, but it was kind of spot on. I was just focusing on letting these, the, this parade of uh, police vehicles that were trying to get past me. You know, it's funny because they all get suspicious when they see like all this smoke blowing. My, my crystals are pretty clear. And then they drive by and they look at me and they see I have a big fat cigar and not, <laughs> not you know, a like, blunt. Like a J. Yeah, not a J. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, keep going. Like, yeah. yeah. He's good. Right on, dude. You can smell it though. Uh, when I was chasing Tony for Pro Cigar, because I was tailing his vehicle, uh, even through the AC, because uh, I had the outsider, I could smell his cigars, uh, the cigars in his car. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that thing's a that 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 thing's a moving ashtray, you know. <laughs> that thing's a moving ashtray. He's got a big car, like. Uh, it's it's this big black chevy but it's got these massive wheels on it uh yeah you don't know it's called the bull yeah and but it's funny because you think man that's a big car but you think about it tony's a big guy that's mm -hmm. that's that's getting in his car is pro for him is probably like us getting into a, a normal size vehicle I mean, a normal. Yeah, I got view. a pretty low car. I got a pretty low car. So him getting into his big ass truck is like getting me getting into my car, or you into your car because you got a you got a car as well. You got a low vehicle. Well, I used to drive. Uh, so so I, I bought that car after selling my mom's uh, old SUV that she handed down to me, which was awesome. But I, I couldn't afford keeping that thing. It's too expensive to maintain and refuel. So I sold it. Was it a Santa Fe, right? It was a Veracruz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was like hey, perfect. You, you made some money. You you made some money on that deal, huh? No, it, it was almost it was almost a one to one. Okay. Yeah, it was almost a one to one. 
So uh, I would just walk into that car. But for this one, I, I got to get down a little bit. I got to lie. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but. I mean, at least you're not your dad. <laughs> yeah, he, he, my dad's really tall. But it, it's awesome because I don't pay for shit for gas. Like, it's so cheap. Uh, um, let's see. I can fill a tank, and I'm trying to do some mental math for... Don't do mental math right now, because by the oh. time that this episode comes out, it's going to be useless. <laughs> yeah, well, I can... F- Even with the current prices, I can still fill my tank with less than 2,000 pesos, which is uh, less is less than 35 bucks or so. It's like 30 bucks to fill your tank and hit 500K. Dude, that's... You can't beat that in terms of fuel efficiency. Uh, yeah. You probably got like a crazy range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can get to Punta Cana and to the capital on a single tank. Then I have to wow. refuel in the capital. So that, that, that's crazy range. And uh, oh, that's 2,000 pesos. Three, Think about it. Almost like 400 kilometers, maybe a little more. Almost 500, yeah. Almost 500. Oof. So think about that. And I only paid 2,000 pesos to do all that, which is like yeah. around 30 bucks. I think, yeah. I think. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's not segue too much into uh, let's Gas not get classes. too much uh, yeah off topic. Just because I feel like this was very, um, you know, very substantial, very concrete uh, in, 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 in terms of what you brought up, which I salute you. It was fantastic that you actually took upon it to, to bring it back up because uh, it was actually suggested by a couple of our listeners last occasion so uh, i'm gonna go back when this is over i'm gonna send you a screenshot of all the uh all the responses uh we usually get you know quite a few so we thank everybody that you know brings out brings up all these suggestions and uh i think we can wrap it up there i think it's sure. fantastic a little short episode but very concise um shout out to uh mount booth love you dog we gotta obviously it's pretty evident we gotta man crush on you here and you know when i think of talking about the validation process of, of your vision um I, I think of a lot of people and i think of different fronts you know i think about our competitors that do it the right way you know i think about brands that do it the right way whether it be small or large you don't have to own a factory have to write bullshit you don't have to do all these things you just have to be true legitimate and be passionate about this thing and man and i think about people like like mo my league man my guy mo from patina cigars man what a warrior dude like his his resilience you know his 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 determination his values have never faltered you know and and he's he's exponentially growing little by little he's still a small brand but you know, he pays his dues. He goes to his trade shows. He visits. He visits the shops. He doesn't take the shortcut. He doesn't take the short the shortcuts. You know what I'm saying? Um, ooh, look at this. Show, show it off. Oh, look at that boy. Hey, your son's still out. Mine, mine's down already. It's nighttime here. <laughs> That's cool. But uh, yeah, dude, and uh. You know, man, there's the right way to do it. So don't believe all the uh, the tricks and the gimmicks and the marketing BS that you see all over the place. Just follow the true, legitimate, 
people that care for their brand, care for their vision, care for their, you know, stay true to their word and respect the process. I want to talk about respecting necessarily the brand because you have to do that. You have to respect the history. You have to respect the process. You have to respect to understand the past, to live the present, to prepare for the future. Um, yeah, I mean, brands stand atop products. And don't let, like, I, I've seen it happen in this industry. I've seen it happen in other industries. Sometimes companies get carried away thinking they can stand the product on the brands. But then they collapse because you need to, your brands need to be supported by the product, not by, not vice versa. Yeah, man. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's, this is our take. We have obviously the right. To, to have our, our, our vision and our, our opinion on, on these matters. And, and it should be, you know, you take it as you want to. You know, we're, we're a couple of kids in our 20s, but at some point, everybody that's either listening, buying, actively participating as a brand or building, you know, was once our age and was, you know, once thinking they understood it. So this is our perception right now. Um, you know, I'm proud to to have you part of this movement, this vision. I know you, you're going to soak it up, uh, soak it all up and, and try to make it as best as you can as, as I am, because I see this as as a platform, as a step for our next, you know, our, our next ventures and our next avenues. And it, it's amazing because you're part of the industry. You've been part of the industry. You're not just uh, a spectator. You've been you've, you've been part of it for a few years now you know i'm 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 coming up on my 10th year working with cigars started working with cigars when i was 19 years old man so you know happy industry that birthday means, that, that that means nothing in terms of you know uh in terms of regarding what we're saying as as experience or what have you but we have seen some things uh regardless if they're through the eyes of, of a couple of teenagers or a couple of kids in their early and mid twenties. Uh, right now we're leaning more towards late twenties, but uh, you know, a lot of yeah. people come and go. Uh, you, you, you can see through a lot of this fluff and see what stays. So everybody, thank you. Thank, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for watching. And I'm going to let you wrap this up, put a bow on it. All right, here's the bow. You guys rock because ultimately you guys are what moves the industry, the people, the people who smoke cigars, who love them. Uh, you are the trendsetters. You are the ones who move this industry forward. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, enjoying cigars with us. Much love. Peace. It's about the people. Oh, the people's man. Like Freddie Heineken once said, peace. Hey guys, it's Alex. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other one from the podcast, check out our websites, mycigarpack.com and cigaryard.com, where we provide the most dynamic cigar subscription service in the market by collecting the world's best cigars and delivering them to your door and a enhanced online shopping experience when buying your cigars or learning from the culture. Subscribe to this channel. Share it with your friends and family and would love to hear your thoughts. You can contact us through our websites. Check it out, mycigarpack.com and cigaryear.com, our YouTube channel, the podcast. It's all an ecosystem 
See you soon.